Hello and welcome to Little Girl Project. Little Girl Project is a campaign to bring awareness, change and support to end child sexual abuse and its consequences. Hello and welcome back to Little Girl Project podcast. I'm so glad to have back our guest from last week, Nina, the founder of Protect Children. Thank you for being here once again and having these deep dives with me about this important topic in our society that we really need to shed an incredible amount of light into. Thank you so much, Charlena, and you are just a light, so I'm happy to be here. You as well. You and your whole team being passionate about this topic and working daily to end sexual violence against children. But today I have some very interesting topics that we're going to share with the listeners and the viewers. Uh, what are like the typical stereotypes when it comes to this topic and this issue in our society? Yeah, that's a very good topic because quite often people want to think that those who offend against children are somehow ugly or old or disgusting because that's how we like to think and unfortunate that stereotype is something that we kind of l teach our children as well mm. so it's not it's it's quite usual that children say that I can separate uh, and, and they use these words like yeah. pedos quite often if yeah. you if you talk with children and unfortunately the offenders I have met in court in uh, in in my work and as well as my professional work, mm. uh, they have been very uh, kind of normal looking, uh, educated, uh, very manipulative, of course. But these normal fathers, uncles, uh, friends, uh, and and you know you can't uh, you can't see who has sexual interest in children oh. and those people also they are very good with children exactly so they they know they are very good with families <coughs> uh, so for example in my professional life mm -hmm. uh, when I was very young and working in in psychiatric wards one of the nurses male nurses got convicted of sexual offense uh, I I know there has been some in every profession there there are people who have sexual interest in children it's just there are so many who don't get caught because the children do not tell and do not disclose about their sexual abuse and exploitation yeah so we should talk more about uh, and we will produce some new material which we uh, it's on its way to kind of break the silence and also break the stereotype uh, that that it's it could be anyone it could be anyone and not not saying that we should be scared of anyone mm. or, or everybody but in a way we just need to know that it mm. can be anyone exactly so important to really highlight what I've seen in a lot of the survivors that share their stories with me is that it could really be anybody like you said in any profession like a nurse or 
within the church or within any religious practices, but it can also be your neighbor, your babysitter, your friend. It can be both a female or a male. Um, I've seen and heard a lot of different different stories that it's both female and male who do this. Um, I've seen also some really brave people in the public, uh, public entertainment industry who talk about their experiences with this as a child and they say some that it was their babysitter or their neighbor and it was someone close in their age someone a lot older so it's really good to break the stereotype to also help the survivors really understand that no matter who it is it is never okay and it is a crime and you deserve to heal from this yes and i you were absolutely correct mm -hmm. like like i really like everything you said and mm. and then highlighting then that the younger ch the child is the most often the offender is someone close yeah it can be in the in the family uh, then we have we have a lot of peer uh, the sibling abuse yeah. which is very difficult because the victims do not want their their family, family member to go to jail or to to be taken to custody mm -hmm. so I think the sibling abuse is very taboo still yeah. uh, as well as the intrafamilial sexual abuse is is taboo and even in I have been together with victims uh, uh, we have gone together to give the statement to the law enforcement I have never heard that any of these wict uh, victims of child sexual abuse have said that I want my family member to go to jail, I want them mm -hmm. to get the longest sentence ever or, or something. Quite often uh, victims and survivors have said that I just want to know that what was done to me was a crime yeah. and I just want the law enforcement to say that to me. So even I have went uh, to law enforcement with uh, uh, survivor who knew that it was too late because we in Finland have not a very good legislation related to child sexual abuse so uh, the statute of limitation is absolutely nonsense if <laughs> that's my opinion mm. so I have went with them and we mm. had this great law enforcement officer in Helsinki uh, who took these cases and she took them really well uh, and then in the end uh, she said I'm so sorry that this has has gone all this case but you have been a victim of severe sexual abuse and this is a crime and that the whole process and the statement was very uh, important for the healing process it de most definitely is wow that is so powerful to hear I'm so touched by this and what I think also as a survivor myself is is exactly like you said, you don't want the person to have a long crime and when you come to a certain point in your healing, when you're forgiven, you just want to know that this was wrong and you should have not been exploited to this. And also I think why the justice would be so important and for us to have better laws is also for me to be able to speak about my experience in order to help others because what we have when we have this sort of 
justice system that we have is that I'm not allowed to talk about who my offender was or what actually really happened to me in detail because then that person could sue me because I have not gotten any justice for for being a victim of, of these crimes. So I think the the justice system really needs to be bettered. And what I've seen in you guys' work is that you educate law enforcement. Am I right? Yes, uh, we educate all profession professionals uh, working in the field. Uh, mm. And as we do this very internationally, uh, we educate uh, social workers, uh, mm-hmm. every specialist working in a field of health, uh, health education, uh, nurses, but mostly we we educate law enforcement and also uh, I have been training the National Center for Missing and Exported Children analysts who analyze the child sexual abuse material uh, like I told in the first episode that yeah. we we had a discussion. I train uh, law enforcement at Interpol Uh, I have been training uh, law enforcement at Europol. Mm. Uh, then I'm now uh, going to train through the CPOL. And uh, why I do this, and of course national uh, law enforcement as well. Why I do this, uh, and sometimes I have done it with no, you know, not taking any any fees. Maybe that's not very good to say <laughs> in a podcast because, yeah. But anyway, the. Uh, Uh, if we have really good law enforcement officers who are uh, I'm able to train them how to prevent the secondary traumatization when they work in this field Mm. then they work better and then they protect children better and then they do the victim identification in an efficient way so my training for them is part of making the victim identification and they work more efficient. Yeah. That is so beautiful and so powerful. And you uh, work with law enforcement here in Finland as well? Yes. Uh, I have trained, uh, I think I have trained all the law enforcement officers who are adding the images of child national child victims to the ICSA database, yeah. which is the database hosted uh, by Interpol mm. and and how they can prevent the secondary traumatization yeah. I have also trained prosecutors uh, and and next week I'm gonna train the the local uh, police uh, unit who is working uh, really hard to to prevent and and do the victim identification here uh, near our office. That is so, so incredible. And I am so touched by this incredible work that you do and your passion for it, because you are truly changing the world day by day with this work. That is so incredible to hear and that really touches my heart. And what I've also seen that it is a part of your work is like training survivors for their advocacy work, right? Because you're a psychotherapist, like we talked about in the in the last episode, and you work closely with survivors, but you also educate them, right? Yeah, I, I think it's very important, and I'm happy that through my clinical work, mm-hmm. I can use my knowledge to train other people, other pro- professionals, as well as survivors, mm-hmm. uh, 
there has been a good change, kind of breaking the silence that you, especially you, you can talk about your experiences mm-hmm. in a way uh, that is a little bit limited by our legislation, yeah. but anyway, with no shame. Exactly. It's not your shame, it's not your guilt. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, because of this good change, breaking the silence, there has been so many survivors wanting to do the difference and gone really strongly to do uh, awareness and advocacy to protect children, the future generations. But at the same time, uh, the trauma is really tricky. Uh, Like you said, when I listened to your podcast about you, you said it so wisely, I'm going to use your words when I train people, uh, you said it so wisely that the, the healing pathway is, is kind of a roller coaster. Mm. It goes up and down and even you have kind of healed and you mm. are okay with your past, sometimes it drops you yeah. and, and you go in a very dark place for a moment. Yeah. And I I would like to give whatever tools I I can give for survivors who do advocacy work to make sure that they don't burn out themselves because I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, and that's the same with the law enforcement, that's the same with the prosecutors, mm-hmm. that's the same with everyone who work in this field. Mm-hmm. Uh we had a really good discussions with uh Australian team Argos uh, when I was training at the Europol, they are super top team. But mm-hmm. even they have cases that that takes really go under their skin. Yeah. So I think nobody is nobody is able to be kind of neutral because this mm-hmm. is uh, this is important work. But we need to everyone, even me, we need to take care of our, ourselves. And mm-hmm. if I can do anything for survivors to be able to give some some guidance uh, for their awareness work mm. to make sure that they acknowledge the tricky trauma that is sometimes making their life really difficult yeah. so I will I'm happy to do that that is yeah that is so beautiful and so important because like we've talked about that there is a lot of mental health issues related to this trauma and that is like a symptom of the long-term consequences of child sexual abuse and beautifully like you said it's a roller coaster and even though i feel very fine with this and i feel empowered and like you said this is not my shame to carry at all and that's why i release the empowering music and release my words and free myself from all of that even though i do that it is it is really heart touching to work with this topic and you get really touched by it it was super interesting actually tonight i had the first dream in a really long time related to my trauma and i kind of woke up feeling not the greatest but then i acknowledge and now the trauma isn't so scary because i've been able to look into that darkness i've shed light into that darkness within myself so i don't find it scary anymore i find it like empowering in that way that I can turn that pain into my passion and really help others like many other survivors luckily nowadays have the courage to do really share their stories in order to help the collective heal from this and really create a better world and change 
Yeah, that was so beautifully said and, and kind of highlighting the the need to understand and and not being too afraid to look to the darkness uh, mm. and acknowledge that it happened that it will have an effect mm. a negative effect on on longer time mm. but it that doesn't mean it's your shame or your guilt and of course it's very important to acknowledge that not every survivor is able to uh, talk about their stories mm. uh, and and be brave or be strong or show their faces mm. and then again like acknowledge that those survivors who can it's hard for you because you are speaking on on behalf of every survivor yeah and that's a combination we need to acknowledge and also those i i think that even those survivors who have never shared their stories mm. they are brave because they are still alive exactly that is exactly the quote I think from my song Little Girl to my own inner child that I'm so proud that you stayed alive, that no one was there to save your life, but I'm so glad you stayed alive. But I think that that is a beautiful message to all the survivors that you should be really proud that you are alive and you are truly a survivor and you are so much stronger and braver than you think. Because just being here today um, as a survivor, it is it is so empowering. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I got very emotional because sometimes I kind of think that uh, that's also my my power. As long as it it feels uh, really kind of it makes mm -hmm. you emotional, then you know you are okay. Yes. When if uh, I stop not being emotional, or mm -hmm. if I stop not feeling the kind of the shared pain yeah. then I should stop working in this field mm -hmm. and I think the best wisdom I have got from survivor it is that one of my dear patients who I respect absolutely mm -hmm. so much that my there there are no words uh, he told me that because I always ask mm -hmm. and what do you want me to tell the world uh, about your healing, uh, about anything, because I train a lot of professionals. Mm. So he said that, you know, I want you to tell... Uh, it, yeah. It's very emotional, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if so I'm beautiful. able to say it, but uh, uh, he said that being sexually abused as a child is... Uh, the, sh the feelings of shame are larger than life. But I have learned through psychotherapy that uh, shame is healed or, or kind of uh, worked through uh, by disclosing it. And then also he had a one, one day he said to me that he has learned that there are no uh, uh, there are no life that is kind of completely th uh, like happy life. Mm. There is not such thing as happy life. Mm. But he has learned that there are happy moments. And mm. if you focus on those happy moments, there will be more happy moments. And mm. then in the end, the happy moments, continuum of happy moments will make uh, 
you to feel that you are living a, a good life. So beautifully said. Yeah, I was so touched by those beautiful words and what you were really getting at and what I think really heals any any trauma or shame or pain is compassion and love like on all levels and beautifully said by by that amazing survivor that the shame is larger than life and I think in my in my own healing as well that is what you have been the most afraid of so the, the shame is also correlated with fear one of the most powerful emotions both of those really really intense but once you really have that compassion and love to that shame you kind of set it free and release it and through therapy you are able to really heal and deal with that and for me it was my music specifically really changed my life like uh, the little girl song where I say openly that I was raped and with the lyrics that I was raped every single night as a child on the other side of the ocean in Sweden then mm -hmm. relating um, that I was so afraid I had so much panic attacks before releasing that song I was not in a good state mentally before releasing the song and I thought that I would feel so vulnerable and so weak but once the song was out I had never felt more empowered and I my my reality changed totally because until that day I had been so afraid of men all men in general because my personal trauma as a survivor of these crimes was related to men uh, so on my part it was not related to females and uh, yeah I was just always afraid of men and I thought that that everyone saw something sexual in me always and wanted to hurt me and break my boundaries so I think the survival survival work and the prevention work with the body boundaries and really learning to acknowledge and understand this pain is so so important to not only heal within ourselves but collectively also in order to really set that shame free like your patient so 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 wisely said yeah and, and you you said it absolutely beautifully uh, and i kind of think that we cannot say enough like it's not your fault mm -hmm. it was not your fault and i'm so sorry that happened mm -hmm. what happened to you it's not your shame it's mm -hmm. not your guilt no. and it's also very important for the parents to to have that yeah. exact same message because they have extreme amounts of shame uh, and guilt as well but yeah. it's again it's not their shame it's not their guilt it's not their fault and we are so sorry the family have yeah. experienced this it's not yours to carry yeah. i think that is so so empowering to say and what i've seen in so many survivors that you really believe that there is something wrong with you and most of the survivors who open up to me each day are survivors who say that they have never shared this with anyone that they haven't told a soul and it, it breaks my heart because that kind of makes me feel like they think that they should be carrying that on their own or they did something wrong or that they don't understand their trauma or that what happened to them was wrong like we talked about the justice and what it is that the survivors actually want from the justice system that to hear that this 
this was a crime and this was not your fault and this is not yours to carry. Yes, exactly. And that's why we do the survivor survey to get the wisdom, to get the voices of survivors mm -hmm. to make the change to, to legislation as well as many, many things. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of work to be done. Yeah, so much. And I think mostly specifically, we really need to find a system to help the survivors, to help the survivors heal. Because what I discovered and what many of the other survivors discover is that it's so hard to get help. And you need to take care of that yourself as a responsible adult, of course. But it shouldn't be your burden to carry. Once again, it's not your burden to carry. It should be easy to get help and to be able to talk about it and to be able to heal and release these traumas and release these emotions of shame and guilt that should not be inside you, that should really, really be expressed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of, I don't have anything to add to yeah. that. No. Yeah. So wisely is, said. Yeah, no, this is what really needs to change in our society. and. And like you talked about your survivor survey, I think that is really important that if there's any survivor listening now, that it kind of helps you also to navigate your own trauma when you answer to your survivor survey and really navigate that, well, what actually, what was, what was the consequences and what actually happened to me. So really, I would suggest to check out you guys' survivor survey and really fill out. It's a very easy form and it's in different languages, so it's easily accessible on Protect Children's website. I think even if you just Google Protect Children, you find it, your website in Finnish, it's Soyala Lapsia Pistefi. So it's easy to find. <laughs> yes, and I think uh, we piloted the survey because it's, mm. uh, of course, had difficult questions for survivors mm. and we got the feedback that it was empowering. So yeah. that's why we are continuing translating the su survivor survey to different languages. The next one will be in German language uh, and then we just continue and continue. So beautiful. Thank you guys once again for your work and thank you guys for sitting down and having this talk with me and for you sharing this important knowledge that you have and this awareness that can really, I think, help save lives and how we can really shed this light and give a voice to the survivors. So thank you. Thank you so much. And again, like highlighting how much I respect uh, our collaboration to make a difference and to make the yeah. world a safer place for children. So beautiful. We need a hug after our <gasps> <good> cry. <laughs>